Hi there, Scott Hamilton, another podcast review, a movie review of one that's been out for a little while, I'm a little late to the party, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I'm a Harry Potter fan. In the late 90s, when these books first came out, I read them all. Really did. I'm an avid reader, and I don't usually gravitate towards the young adult section. I'm more of a sci-fi fantasy guy, uh, and occasionally graphic novels. So much buzz on that very first one. And I read it and thought, this is great. This is a classic. And I followed all the books. I read all the books, seen all the movies, own all the movies. I enjoy the Harry Potter universe, been to Universal Studios, uh, you know, walk Diagon Alley. Really enjoy what J.K. Rowling set up. I think she did a great job. And for those that don't know the background on the Fantastic Beast movies, when she finished the movies with Warner Brothers, I'm sure they came to her and said, what else do you have? And she began writing these Fantastic Beast stories as movies. These are not books to start with. Uh, David Yates, the director, directed the last four Harry Potter movies, and he's directed both of the Fantastic Beast movies, and I think he does a great job. I think he gets it. Uh, the guy's directed other movies, but he really does a fantastic job with both the Harry Potter movies and these prequel movies, which basically they are, if you're not real familiar with them. Anyway, I would have normally seen this movie in the theater, but I was busy when it came out. Uh, there were some a lot of negative reviews. I think it's like under 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is weird for one of these movies. And I, I said, I'll, I'll get it later on home video. And I waited a year <laughs> and, and got it cheap on Black Friday in 4K. So I put it in last night with very low expectations because some reviewers I really respect talked very badly about this film. And I, I went in going, okay, well, it's going to be a slog, but I'm a fan, so I'm going to get through it. And when I turned off the movie last night, I immediately wanted to do this review because I thought it was great. It is the first one of these films that feels, I don't want to say different, because it obviously does fit in with all the Harry Potter universe, but it feels more mature. It, it, there was more to sink your teeth into. One of my favorite reviewers talked about it was boring and not much happened and the stakes were low, and I'm like, Really? I think they've set up, and yes, it's a lot of setup for the next movie. There's going to be at least three. Uh, the third one comes out uh, November 2021, so we have a little bit to wait here. But watching the movie, I felt the first Fantastic Beast was just okay, and a lot of people sing its praises, that it was a good jumping-off point for a different kind of story. And I thought it was okay, but it, it felt a little long. It felt a little dragged out. This one did not to me. I know some people say it is. It is two hours and 13 minutes with credits. It's not really long for a Harry Potter movie um, or, a, or a, a Wizarding World Universe movie. But I really enjoyed where it went. The characters got a little more room to breathe than they did the first time around. Uh, it opens up with an incredible uh, action sequence. And I, I don't like to get into spoilers in my reviews, but I assume that you've seen the first Fantastic Beast and know the twist that Colin Farrell was not the bad guy, that it's actually Johnny Depp. And so he gets to shine a little bit more in this movie. He's basically a cult leader. Uh, in the beginning, there's a big escape scene where he gets away, and it, it is fantastic. The special effects throughout the entire movie are very, very well done. Um, this was a native 4K transfer. So on 4K, it looks spectacular. It, it, it has a Dolby Atmos surround mix. Um, 
that wasn't quite as active as I expected, but it is appropriately where it is supposed to be. You know, uh, with the giant cat, dr- Chinese cat dragon thing, uh, that tail is swishing all around your room in Dolby Atmos. It was pretty incredible. Um, all the characters return from the last movie. There's even a few characters from the Harry Potter movies, like the younger versions of themselves. They got the same actors to play them, which I think is, is fantastic. And at the end of the movie, not that it has a big whammo ending or anything. I mean, it, it's got a, a big ending, but there, there's a couple small scenes that lead to the next movie that I just are almost jaw-dropping, that were just like, wow, okay, um, yeah. Like I said, no spoilers in my reviews. But if you're a fan of the Harry Potter movies and the Fantastic Beast movie, the first one, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I think you should watch this movie, and I feel dumb for listening to critics. I, I have long ago said that I look at Rotten Tomatoes and things like that, but it doesn't re- ultimately decide whether or not I go to see a movie. But in this case, it did. Because I guess I was ready for the movies to fail. I, you know, they've, they've been hitting home runs. The movies have made so much money and been so popular. And the first Fantastic Beast, like I said, I saw it in the theater and I thought it was okay. I thought it was, I did want to see more, but it didn't blow me away. And I'm going to go back and rewatch it now because it, it, it obviously set up a lot of stuff that happened in the second movie, but I really liked it. This was some dark Empire Strikes Back kind of stuff in this movie. And there is a lot of characters. There is a lot going on. There is a lot it throws at you. Um, one of my favorite reviewers said it was hard to follow. I <laughs> Really? With movies like Lighthouse or Blade Runner 2049, this was hard to follow. I didn't think it was hard to follow at all. I thought it was intelligent. I thought uh, it went to some darker places that we haven't gone to. It introduced some things that I want to see more of. I don't have enough good things to say about the second Fantastic Beast movie, and I'm looking forward to the third one in 2021. Uh, the performances are all great, especially Jude Law as the younger Dumbledore. I think he's doing a fantastic job. I wish he was in the movie more. I expected Johnny Depp to not do as well as he did. Like I said, he's basically a cult leader. Um, he's a he's an not quite. I, I guess he is evil uh, because he resorts to violence and and kills and things like that. But he's basically you know, that almost charming cult leader, and he's doing a good job in the role, and he certainly doesn't come across as your typical Johnny Depp character. Uh, Eddie Redmayne is fantastic and holds the movie together as he did the first one. He's just great as this bumbling, lovable character who always wants to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Um, Everybody else they bring back from the previous movies, I, I thought, did great jobs. I think everybody's well invested in it. They're all going to return for the third one. Um, this was the lowest grossing movie of all of the Harry Potter movies, even though it made close to $700 million on a $200 million budget. I mean, it, it cost a lot of money to produce these movies. They filmed it over six months and, and then took almost a year to finish the special effects. The special effects are fantastic. <laughs> fantastic beasts. Um, I really enjoyed it. Go in expecting something a little darker, something a little more Empire Strikes Back See, <laughs> It has some great set pieces, but it has a lot of stuff to chew on about this universe and about the, the whole Wizarding World thing. And I, I just think 
she's going in the right direction as far as giving us a more adult story. We've kind of aged the Harry Potter stuff up. There are no real kids in this movie, and it, it feels like a more adult story, and I really respected that, really enjoyed it. The 4K Blu-ray comes with the Blu-ray and an extended cut on streaming, and I haven't watched that yet. I understand it's about 8 to 10 minutes longer. I will get to that at some point and watch that because I'm interested to see what else. I know there's some deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, so I'll check that out. I didn't have time to check out the extras, but I did watch the entire movie in one sitting. Didn't check my phone, didn't check my watch. I was invested in it and enjoyed it. And when it was over, I'm like, I'm ready for the next one. And I, I don't think I was that excited after the first Fantastic Beast movie, so I'll say that. I'm not saying it's a better movie, I'm saying it's different, as Empire Strikes Back was different than Star Wars. Not that they're quite to that level of, of mythology, but it was really good. I enjoyed it. So anyway, if you haven't seen it yet and you saw the first Fantastic Beast, give this one a try. It's something different, and I, I really enjoyed it. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I do movie uh, reviews, music reviews, various podcasts. Yesterday I went on a little rant about cover songs and, and acoustic versions, and if you haven't listened to that, give it a listen. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, that would be awesome if you did. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, right here on the Podbean site where these are originally posted. Um, I have a Patreon page if you'd like to check that out and give me some support. Thank you very much for taking the time out to download, stream this thing, and thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.